Welcome back to another episode of the Lead Gen HQ podcast, the go-to podcast for actionable business insights and lead generation. Today, we've got a special prescription for healthcare providers, whether you are a plastic surgeon, a family practice, uh, urgent care, a dental practice, anybody in the healthcare space. We're going to discuss lead generation strategies tailored for medical field. So grab your stethoscope and let's dive in. All right. So I've worked with hundreds of medical practitioners in, in just about every state in the U.S., right, uh, to create not only branding, lead generation, but a specifically content, a lot of content and website optimization. There's a lot of content management systems that are designed for actual healthcare providers. And there's pros and cons there. Sometimes when you have a, a cookie cutter system, right? Content management system that is integrated with your payments, your billing, your CRM, it makes it easier for you to be able to manage everything, but it also limits you on the customization that you can do so that you can create better marketing strategies to have better outcomes, right? So for me, no matter how big or small your medical practice is, I'm a bigger fan of going customized. That doesn't have to be super customized, but you can build a WordPress, Joomla, Drupal website um, that is really aligned with your practice and is customized to the solutions, whether it be the billing, the payment, the dashboard, what you see on the front end, what you see on the back end, but more importantly, the content so that you can engage your patients. I mean, this is so important. And I think that because of HIPAA laws, a lot of medical practitioners have decided that they don't want to really pay attention to that so much. And I, and I do get that to a certain extent, but uh, we're living in a different time these days. You know, I mean, if you look at TikTok, if you look at YouTube, there are people who have no license to practice, you know, medicine, but yet they're giving, uh, uh, advice and recommendation, right? They're, they're, they're pretending that they are the, the, the should be the voice with with the with information that is let's say academic but it's not i mean there was a report recently on pbs about um diet and food and nutrition influencers so these are influencers who work for food companies in particular this story got to me because it was about um aspartame the unnatural sweetener right so sweetener that you see and that you have these companies like Coca-Cola, Pepsi, they have it in their drinks. So what they did was their association, the nonprofit that all these companies fund, right? So industry association, they're there to lobby and, and defend the other side. So look, they were paying all these dietitians and influencers, but these are, most of these people are not certified. Um, they are just influencers. So they're great at creating buzz. And they were on on behalf of the the association being paid to basically say that aspartame is great look have it on your ice cream have it in your drink it's no problem so i think it's the same thing with with uh, the medical community you know it's uh like dr google i mean i i can't tell you how many doctors over the last 20 years have said oh gosh i'm so tired of dr google or dr facebook because patients come in and they they pull up on their smartphone some information and they they would have you think that they know what they're doing but your the doctors are always saying to me what why do they come to us if they if they already have the answers to their questions and so i think there's that that push and pull of technology and influencers and then you have the doctors so here's my advice to you if you are in a medical group is 
someone has to grab a hold of the narrative around your practice, what you're practicing, but specifically about your geo-targeted location, your region. So if you're a practice in a, in a city, if you have one location, or if you're in an entire you know, region, you have to think about that region and say, okay, this is how many, how big the population is. And I want to create a narrative to be the thought leader around my practice, be it a dental, a plastic surgery, a family practice, whatever it is, right? Yes, I understand that for most doctors, you 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 depend on the way you generate leads is you depend on referrals. So if you're a behavioral therapist, psychologist, I get it. You get a stream of leads that come that way. But if you're not minding your digital presence, your reputation, your website, your social media, the engagement, the email marketing, reviews, all of those things, guess what? You're probably losing on some really good leads, people that were referred to you, but because you, their first impression of you isn't so hot, they're going to go somewhere else. I can tell you from, I've myself done this, where I get a referral to a specific practice. I look them up. Guess what? I don't like their website. I don't like the, you know, some of the reviews that maybe the reviews are, you know, three, 3.5. In one case, I had a doctor that came highly recommended, but had a 2.9 for his reviews. I, I didn't even bother calling them, right? So now maybe they're not a 2.9 because maybe the you know, 30, 40 people who gave reviews weren't right, but then it's the job of the practice to ask more patients to give better reviews. Because if you're doing a good job, you got to let the world know. You can't let a small number of people dictate your reputation, right? So the, the, I call it the digital front door. The digital front door is your website. It's no different than your office, right? Your office, you have, it's nice and clean. You have a window, someone checks in, there's a clipboard, there's a bathroom, the doors are, the windows are clean. You have comfortable seating. The air conditioner is nice. Same thing for the website. The website is your front door and first impressions count. And for many people, their first interaction with your practice will be online. It's critical to have a clean, easy, easy to navigate website that offers essential information like your service, your hours, your contact information. You want to have FAQs. You want to have a chat bot. But more importantly, you want to have a website that can be updated. If your website does not look like it's updated, then you look like you're out of touch. And maybe you're not out of touch. Maybe you're doing cutting edge uh, medicine. But if you don't let the world know, guess what? Those influencers who have no business giving advice to your patients, they're the ones that are going to win. Number two, reviews. That's the pulse of public opinion. It is the public square. And when it comes to healthcare, people rely heavily on reviews. Platforms like Vitals, Healthgrades, and even Google can offer a treasure trove of leads if managed correctly. That's right, leads. When I talk about lead generation, I'm talking about people. These are people who are interested. They have the desire to find someone to solve their pain point, their problem. And if you're in that region and if, if, if you're coming up and your reviews are good, guess what? They're going to become a hot lead. A hot lead will become a paying patient. So you got to keep that in mind that leads aren't just for, you know, the local car salesman or the, the insurance company. Lead generation is for every business. And the rule of thumb here is always encourage satisfied patients to leave a review and address ne negative reviews professionally and fast. You got to do it fast. If you don't, if you don't take care of those bad reviews, believe me, they will haunt you. They will cost you money. Every bad review can probably cost you thousands of dollars of patients for the lifetime of that review sitting there. It's like having a banner 
a big billboard that says, your service sucks. I gave you a one. Why would anybody go to you? So think about it. If you're, if you are the marketing person, the, the office manager or the doctor of the group, the main doctor, or you have partners, you, you gotta get a hold of this. You really do. Now, optimizing for local search, it really starts with Google business profiles. So most of your patients are going to be local. So you need to be easily found on local searches. So this means Google business profile, you update the listing, make sure that location is accurately pinpointed and keep your business hours up to date. This is really important. And the way that people can get in touch with you, what's the phone number? If they want to email you, how do they email you? Okay. And then social proof and testimonials is my, my fourth point here. Nothing speaks louder than success stories. I understand there are HIPAA laws, so you have to be careful here. So I would say adhere to standards set by your uh, uh, medical association or, or group that you belong to. And if possible, collect patient testimonials or before and after photos with consent, and of course, to showcase the quality of your work. This not only helps attract new patients, but can also reassure existing ones. So that's bare minimum. If you're a medical practice, these are the things that you're looking at. Of course, uh, other things that we think about in the user experience, the customer journey or patient journey are the your dashboard. How easy is it to do the billing and the payment? And how about setting appointments? Most medical practices that I've worked with here and have been a patient of for the last, you know, 10 or so years, um, they, they have SMS and email marketing set up so that you're constantly engaging with that patient. But go a step further, you know, and celebrate your patients. If you have a patient that's been with you for 5, 10, 15, 20 years, you know, give them a gift. Give them a little teddy bear, um, give them a gift certificate, uh, promote yourself, ask them to give you referrals, refer a friend, a family member, a neighbor, a coworker. But you have to ask because people are busy. And even though they may love what you're doing for them, they're not always going to think about taking time to do that. So, but celebrate them is one way for you to build your reputation. And then I, I would say also, if you so desire doing AMAs, ask me anything. So like a, a live video on YouTube, a live video on Facebook, where you invite patients to ask questions. This can work really, really well when done with the, with the proper planning. It will generate more buzz for you. And it's almost like doing a PR campaign campaign, public relations campaign. If you are a doctor and you've been a part of a PR campaign where you are speaking at conferences, you are speaking with the media, you know that that can give you a lot of ROI for your bucks. So the same thing here, when you do those live videos, you know, you can go from where it's a few, a few views to all of a sudden thousands of views. So you know, if you have the expertise, if you have the experience, the authority, authoritativeness and 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 you want to create that trust this is a great way for you to do it these channels are out there for free you just have to take the time to do it all right so that's a wrap for today's episode we hope we've given you our our healthcare listeners some food for thought as always for a deeper dive head to our website for the show notes and resources like our book like our courses we're always here to help and if you found this episode helpful give us a subscribe, give us a rate or a review. It helps us quite a bit. And until next time, keep those leads coming and those patients happy. 